The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. All right, for me tonight was a semi-tough loss to take, but no big deal. What's up? It's Davo here on your dish after a Royals 4-1 loss against the Twins. It's Clubhouse Conversation tonight, even this series at one game apiece and the season series between KC and Minnesota at 7-7. And yes, definitely you wish you were better than 7-7 against the Twins, no doubt. And certainly you wish you could sweep this series, but you got to be realistic here. The Royals have been white hot for over three weeks now. I mean, just white hot, winning every day, beating good competition. So they're going to lose some games. And on the other side of the token, the Twins are going to win some games. Even the worst teams in baseball, guys, are going to win over 60 games a year. And I don't think the Twins are that bad. But my point being, you're not going to likely go into Minnesota after you've been this hot and sweep the Twins in four games. So this one was semi-hard to take for a few reasons, as we'll get into. But it seemed like the majority of Twitter Royals Nation, and I understand that's not all Royals fans, but a lot of people on there were quite negative and seemed to think that Ned Yost was the GOAT tonight. But I'm here to tell you, yes, Ned Yost ended up being wrong with his handling of that seventh inning. That's true. And yes, he made another head-scratching move in the ninth. But it's hard for me to sit here and say that it would have mattered, guys. I mean, I, I just don't think it mattered that much in this game. And I'll tell you why here. First of all, it's just the offensive approach in this, in this game and the fact that the Royals scored just one run. And they allowed Phil Hughes to throw three innings of seven pitches or less in this game. Phil Hughes, three different innings through seven pitches or less. If you want to be exact about this, he gave up six pitches in the first inning, seven in the third, and six in the sixth. Three innings, the Royals couldn't see more than seven pitches. That's just not good. Nine strikeouts, zero walks. Tells you all you got to know. The Royals scored one run tonight, struck out nine times, including four by Lorenzo Kane. No walks and three different innings where they saw seven pitches or less. So that right there tells you all you need to know about the offense tonight. I mean, you probably weren't going to win this game one nothing. I mean, Yordano Ventura was quite lucky to get as far as he did without, you know, giving up anything. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. But let's talk about the offense. Phil Hughes threw... 94 pitches and seven and a third. That's it. 94 pitches. Could have easily gone eight in the low 100s. It's going to happen, though. It's baseball. I'm not panicked about it. I'm just pointing out that it wasn't Ned Yost that lost the game tonight. It was the Royals' offense primarily. Just not going to get it done. And Phil Hughes, give him some credit, obviously. I thought he was pitching very well down in the zone on the corners of the knees. It's going to happen. Phil Hughes is an average to slightly above average major league pitcher. So no shame in being shut down by Phil Hughes after you've been so hot. But Jordana Ventura walked the tightrope all night. And, and if this weren't the Twins, let's be honest with ourselves here. If this was a competent Major League lineup, he probably wouldn't have had a very good night. He still ended up having a pretty good night as far as runs allowed went. But six walks in six and two-thirds, and yes, one of those was intentional. Either way, though, it's, it's awful to have five walks in six and two-thirds against the Twins. Three runs allowed, four hits. Of course, the Royals had that one nothing lead going into the bottom of the seventh. I would have taken out Jordano Ventura after that sixth inning, and I'm not saying that in hindsight. 
I think at the point at that point he was at 96 pitches. I mean, look at last night. You had Danny Duffy. You pulled him after 78 pitches, and I thought Duffy pitched better last night than Ventura was tonight. Tonight, of course, was a closer game, too. You were only up by one. You had a, a three-run de- uh, lead last night when you took Duffy out. And there is one factor to remember. The Royals have an off day on Thursday. So Ventura gets an extra day's rest that Duffy doesn't get. Duffy's pitching that last game in Colorado. So that's one thing I will say, that Ventura gets the extra day's rest, and perhaps that's why Nedios went back out there with him in the seventh. I wouldn't have done that, and if I did, I certainly would have gotten him out after that first leadoff base hit there. Then the bunt single, and it just snowballed from there. You had to get him out after that first base runner, but the, the Royals didn't even get guys up until after that bunt single. There was two guys on base before they were even throwing out there with him at 100 pitches. That just didn't seem right. So, yes, I agree. Ned Yost did not handle the bullpen well in that seventh inning. I thought it was bad. I'm with you. But I don't think it cost the Royals the game ultimately because I think they were probably going to give up a run or two in the last three innings anyways, especially without Holland and Davis being available. You saw Aaron Crow come in later, give up a home run. Crow would have figured prominently in the seventh, eighth, or ninth innings. What I would have done, though, is gone Bueno and Crow for that seventh, Frazier the eighth, and Herrera the ninth. That's what I would have done after that sixth inning. I would have gotten him out. And if I did bring him back out, I sure as hell would have gotten him out for that first hitter. Didn't happen, which was a little confusing after Danny Duffy getting pulled under 80 pitches last night who was pitching better with a three-run lead versus a one-run lead and that day off has to have something to do with it but that's just my thoughts so I am with the majority of Royals Nation and I'm sure Ned Yost will tell you the same thing I haven't heard his press conference yet but I'm sure he'll say you know I I believed Ventura could do it he didn't that's probably on me okay fair enough move on it's not a big deal because Ned Yost deserves a lot of credit and I haven't seen Ned Yost get any credit the last three weeks I hear people say oh they're winning in spite of Yost give me a break now, I'm, I'm somebody who does not think Ned Yost is a good major league manager. I think he's somewhere around average to slightly below average. But I don't think he's a bad major league manager, and I think he deserves some credit. I mean, people have no credibility when all you do is bash Ned Yost when things are bad and give him no credit when things are right. I mean, you got to give him some credit for pulling the right strings the last few weeks for motivation, for keeping the guys loose, for sticking with things. I mean, if you're going to bash him, then give him some credit. So I, I really have not much to say about that tonight. It was a bad move, but I don't think it cost the Royals the game. Even if it did, they probably didn't deserve to win this game. When you're walking the Twins six times out of your starting pitcher, when you have three innings where you can't see more than seven pitches, when you strike out nine times and walk zero, you don't deserve to win the game. And it's against the Twins, too. So just move on. It wasn't their night tonight for the Royals. Now, tomorrow's going to be tough. Jeremy Guthrie thrown against Tommy Malone. And I have no idea how Sam Fold netted Tommy Malone. I wish the Royals would have made that trade. <laughs> to get Tommy Malone. Just just they wouldn't have to face him anymore. He's having a nice year. You know what he is. Good lefty, strike thrower, a guy the Royals seem to just have trouble against. I would like to see tomorrow. Here's the lineup I would like to see tomorrow. I think Kane needs a day off. The last I mean I know I know he just had two days off, I'm aware, but I don't know. The last the last week or two, and his stats are still good for the year, but the last week or two, he's been swinging at everything and striking out way too much. I, I think it's time to give Kane a day off. I think you go Eric Kratz tomorrow because Salvi's going to catch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think you go Kratz behind the dish tomorrow. I think you DH Salvi. I want Salvi's bat in the lineup. You go Butler at first. I would like to see Christian Colon get a day then in there at second because Omar Infante is really struggling right now. Christian Cologne, ride that hot hand right now. Get him in there tomorrow against the lefty. Give Cologne the day game after the night game off. And I want Josh Willingham out there on right, Dyson in center. So that's my lineup tomorrow. I want Dyson in center. I think he can make things happen out there against the lefty, get on base. 
give Kane a day off. I know Aoki hits lefty as well, but I want Willingham and Perez's bats in there. Aoki cannot play center. So to me, Willingham's playing right tomorrow. Perez is your DH. Cologne at second, Kratz catching. That's what I would do if I was managing. So we'll see what they do tomorrow. I'm not saying my that I'm right. I'm just saying that's what I would do tomorrow. That's what I feel more most confident with. We'll see what Ned Yost does with the lineup. Tomorrow, though, to me, is another coin flip game. I mean, Tommy Malone having a better year than Jeremy Guthrie, but I expect Guthrie to throw well tomorrow. The Royals also do have their full bullpen available tomorrow, which is nice. So they should be in pretty good shape bullpen-wise tomorrow. So you put three or four runs on the board tomorrow, you have to like your chances with Guthrie going against a subpar Minnesota Twins offense. So you win tomorrow, and you're most likely getting three out of four. Because Monday, you've got Jason Vargas against Trevor May, the right-hander, making his third major league appearance. The first couple have not gone well. Only four and a third, 12.46 ERA. So he's probably looking at four to five innings on Monday, unless the Royals decide to give six pitch innings and seven pitch innings again. But you overwhelmingly love the Royals on Monday against the Twins. I would I would almost go as far as to say that, that that's a near win. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a lock because nothing's a lock in baseball. But, God, I love Jason Vargas against that Twins lineup, throwing strikes against those young hitters. And I love the Royals' chances against Trevor May on Monday. So tomorrow is, is a key game in this series. And, and we didn't get to talk – before, or excuse me, after game one last night, sorry. So my thoughts on this road trip before we let you go here. You want to go six and three on this trip, but five and four would be okay. You need to have a winning road trip, though, obviously, against last place teams. To get to six and three, you really want to win three out of four. In Minnesota, you feel like you'll probably split in Colorado. The Rockies are not are not a good baseball team, but they're better at home. At least they hit a lot better at home. Good thing is you do have Shields and Duffy in that series. So you like the two guys you have throwing there. In Colorado, and we'll see about Texas. They're not very good either. I don't know. Six and three is probably what you need to go, realistically. You don't want to give give things back. But, the, but again, the Royals were playing so hot for so long, and we, we kept talking about how they give themselves more margin for error the longer they win, and they did that for such a long time. But even if you do go five and four on this trip, you're still okay. You're probably going to be a, maybe a game out of first place at that point, but that's okay. You still have over a month to go, and you still have a pretty favorable schedule with plenty of games against the Tigers head-to-head. So a lot of it's probably going to come down to the Tigers head-to-head, honestly. You'd like to see the Royals have a two- or three-game lead when they start that six-game set, where if they play 500 against Detroit, they're looking really damn good that late in the season. That's where you'd like to be at, a two- or three-game lead. But even if you're even going into that, you're right there. So this is going to be a fun last six weeks of the season. I cannot wait. Let's hope the Royals get that win tomorrow. That Sunday afternoon game is very key against the Twins. I like the Royals' odds tomorrow. I think they'll squeak one out. Five to four, four to three tomorrow. I want to see Willingham in that lineup with Kratz, with Perez, with Cologne. We'll see what happens tomorrow as the Royals hopefully get the win. And I think they're a slam dunk favorite on Monday. So keep your, uh, you know, keep your smiles on your face. No long faces, guys. It's one game. Calm down. I think the Royals can lose 17 more games and still win the division. I think 90 wins is going to win the AL Central. That's my prediction. I think 90 gets it done. Either way, 90, you've got to think you're in the playoffs. So the Royals are still in pretty good shape. Thanks for listening to Davo's Dish here on Clubhouse Conversation. Make sure you check out the interview we did with Martin Gasparini, who was the 17-year-old Italian shortstop the Royals signed for $1.3 million. Last year, he was 16 when they signed him. Now 17. Been injured a good portion of this year. Burlington Royals playing right now. Hasn't had the best year, self-admittedly, but he's been injured. Looking forward to getting healthy and going to Instructs this fall. Very nice interview with him. Very neat kid. You'll enjoy that. Also, talking to all your favorite former Royals players 
here on Clubhouse Conversation as well. We talked to Mike Armstrong earlier this week and some good-looking stuff next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, and go Royals.